Good evening, everyone. My name is Faye, and I'll be bringing our next Bible reading, which comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Well, good evening. Uh, my name's Ollie. It's great to be with you. And isn't Christmas a wonderful time? But the question we've been asking this year is what really happened at Christmas time? And there's lots of answers we could give. There's a star in the sky, there are donkeys, there's a manger, and all of that might be true. But I think you can sum up Christmas by saying this what really happened at Christmas? Well, God wrapped up. God gave us the greatest gift there's ever been. And so today today and tonight, we're thinking all about gifts. And so to start with, I thought I would ask you the question, what is the greatest gift you've ever been given? And now, I thought I'll see whether anyone's happy to share with us. So if you're happy, if you've got something that comes to mind, put your hand up. I've got the, got the roaming mic here. We'll come and we'll, we'll see. Is anyone happy to share with us? What's the greatest gift you have ever been given? Anyone happy to share? Oh, there's one. We've got one taker, so let's go and and see what's the greatest gift uh, you have ever been given. I'm going to pass that along. An air compressor? An air compressor. Uh, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds, that sounds good. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. Anyone else happy to share? I was going to say, you've got to try and be the best gift. I don't think that's going to be hard to beat. So, okay, we've got another taker. Good, good, good. Let's see. I'm sure yours will be better than an air compressor. Okay. Money. Money. Oh, that's good. That's good. Hard to beat money. Money is the perfect gift because you can buy anything you want uh, with money. Perhaps one more, one more person happy to share with us what's the best gift you've ever been given? Oh, okay. Final one down here. Thanks, Trisha. A grand piano? A grand piano. Oh, wow. That's, 
Wow, that, that is hard to beat. I must say that's, um, that's quite impressive. And I was go- So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to tell you some of the best gifts I've ever been given. And I was going to get you to see whether mine are better than those. But I think that's going to be hard to beat a grand piano. I'll share with you anyway. Uh, but one of the gifts I was given, this is, I was given this when I was 10. So 25 years ago, is a Lego set. And I loved that Lego set growing up. I played with it for hours and hours and hours, building it, tearing it apart, adding in all sorts of other Lego pieces to it. So that was a great gift. I really liked that. A gift I've been given recently by my wife. Uh, She gave me one of these. Now, I don't know if you know what that is. I've got it here. It's a massage gun. And so when you've gone to gym or you've gone for a run, you can use this on your muscles. And it turns your muscles from aching into perfectly healthy, and certainly I needed that. Anytime I went to the gym or went for a run, I was always hobbling around like an 80-year-old afterwards, so uh, this was a great gift. And perhaps my final one was this. I don't know, the older ones here amongst us might be familiar with this is. This is a Game Boy. So this was the original, um, original game consoles. And so this morning I asked the, the kids the same question, and someone said a Switch they'd been given. And so Switch is the kind of modern version of this. The way I describe it is, this is like the great, 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 great grandpa of the Switch. And so I said it was a great gift. I was only allowed to play it on weekends, and I was only allowed to play it for one hour each day. But nevertheless, I still played that for hours and hours and hours. And Christmas is a time of gifts. It's a time where we give and we receive gifts. But today... I want to tell you that the point of Christmas is that God gave us the greatest gift ever. Now, you might hear that and think to yourself, well, what's greater than a grand piano? What's greater than money? Well, it's probably you think it's better than the air compressor, but what's greater than those other things? Or maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard all of this before. Maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not actually that interested. I just came along tonight to sing some Christmas carols. But can I encourage you tonight to listen and consider why the gift that God gave us at Christmas time is actually the greatest gift ever. And in fact, not just the greatest gift ever, but the most needed gift ever, a gift we cannot do without. And so what is that gift? Well, actually, it's not a what is that gift, but rather, who is that gift? Because the gift at Christmas time is a person, which is quite a weird thing to do. We don't generally gift people to others, and yet that is what happened at Christmas time. God gifted us Jesus. And that is the greatest gift ever, because the gift of Jesus is a thoughtful gift, is a valuable gift, is a needed gift, and is a long-lasting gift. And so let's have a think about those. We all know that thoughtful gifts are the best gifts there are. Uh, my son Levi is outside with him one time, and do you know what he did? He went and he, he's two, and so that, that's important context. He went and picked a flower, and he gave it to me. And he said, here you go, Daddy, for you. And that was a great gift, because it's so thoughtful. It comes from his love for me. But by the, on, on the other side, uh, when I was studying at Bible college, some people donated some food to their students. They gifted it. But you know what was in that donation? Expired food. There was canned food that was past its use-by date. And that is a terrible gift. That's an insulting gift. That's worse than nothing. The level of thought that's gone into it to not even check, is this expired food? We all know that good gifts are thoughtful gifts. 
And the gift of Jesus is the most thoughtful gift. It's a gift, just like Levi's gift of the flower, my son's gift. It's a gift that comes from love. There's a famous Bible verse, you may have heard of it, John 3.16. And this is how it starts, for God so loved the world. Have you ever thought about that? God loves you so much that he gave you this gift at Christmas time. He looked on the world, he saw you, and he loved you. It is a gift that comes from love. It is a thoughtful gift. But it wasn't a thoughtful gift where God thought about us, loved us, but then was stingy in what he gave us, because we all know as well that good gifts are valuable gifts. Now, that doesn't have to be monetarily valuable, though it could be. It could also be valuable in the thought that's been put into it, the time that's been taken to make it, the emotional cost that's involved with it. But whatever it is, good gifts are valuable gifts. And now we see that particularly with engagement rings. So when you're wanting to propose to someone, you get them a nice diamond ring, an expensive gift, a gift that we would spend far more on than we usually would. But what you don't do is you don't give a plastic engagement ring. Well, you don't if you want her to say yes. But you don't give a plastic ring. Why? Because it tells her, I only love you 50 cents worth. That is all the cost that you are to me. We know that's the way it works. Good gifts are valuable gifts. And the gift of Jesus is the most valuable gift there is. Because our verse continues, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. How incredible is that? For God to gift us his son. Uh, This is Levi, that's my son. Uh, He's got a, a funny hat on there. But I couldn't imagine loving someone enough to gift them my son. I couldn't imagine loving someone so much that I'd say to them, have my son, enjoy all of his bubbly personality, enjoy all of his cheeky laughs, enjoy all of his hugs. I couldn't imagine loving someone enough to gift that to them. And yet, that is exactly what God did for us. He loves us so much that he gave his one and only son for us. But it wasn't for no reason. Because good gifts are needed gifts. Uh, when Cassie gave me my, uh, my massage gun, that was an extremely needed gift. My muscles were always in extreme pain after going for a jog. I was hobbling around like an 80-year-old. Yet now I'm able to use that, and I still hobble around a lot, but perhaps just a tiny bit less. But needed gifts are good gifts. But imagine if someone gifted me a hair curler. Do you think I would need a hair, a hair curler? Of course not. If someone was to give me the gift of a hair color, that's not a good gift because it's not needed by me. And so how needed is this gift from God? Well, we see it as the verse continues, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. See, deep down, we all have skeletons in our closet. We all have things we've done that we're deeply ashamed of. Words we've said, actions we've done, thoughts we've thought. Whether others know they're there or not, we all have skeletons in our closet. Now, this is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He's the the author author of the Sherlock Holmes books. And he decided to play a practical joke one time. So he found the 12 most virtuous, the 12 most respected people he knew. And he sent them a telegram, which is basically like an olden version, olden day version of an SMS or something. And he said to them, flee. All has been discovered. The 12 most virtuous people we can think of just decided to send that to them. Do you know what happened? 
Uh, to his shock, within 24 hours of sending that, all 12 had fled the country. And so they'd heard, they got this message, they just packed their bags and off they went. See, deep down, we all have skeletons in our closet, things that we're actually deeply ashamed of. And we're so glad that no one else knows they're there. And yet God knows they're there. And God will hold us to account for that. And yet, because of this gift of Jesus, we no longer have that hanging over our head. We are free from that and we shall not perish. And that's why this is not just the the greatest gift ever, though it is that, but actually a gift that we cannot do without because it washes away all of that shame and that guilt. And how long does it last for? How long does it wash it away for? Well, the final point we see is that Jesus is a long-lasting gift. And we know that that's the way things work. Good gifts are long-lasting gifts. Now, I'm sure we all love this, chocolate, but the problem with chocolate is that it doesn't last. Especially in my household, we'll often buy a block of chocolate, then it will be gone by that evening, and Cassie, my wife, will be like, where did all the chocolate go? And I have to act surprised. I have to act like I don't know where it went. When actually I know where it went, it went into my mouth. Uh, That's where it disappeared, but that's the problem with chocolate. It does not last. But imagine if someone invented a a block of chocolate that could never end, that never ran out. If someone invented that, that would be an amazing gift. Or what about a never-ending pile of gold? Just more, more, more gold from it. Never ends. That would be a good gift. Or what about a never-ending friendship? That would be a good gift. A gift that that doesn't fade. A friendship that doesn't fade over time. We know that long-lasting gifts are good gifts. And how long-lasting is the gift of Jesus? We're told... Uh, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. This isn't a gift that's eaten in one day. This isn't a gift that lasts for 25 years, like my Lego set. This isn't a gift that lasts for 100 years, or 1,000 years, or even a million years. This is a gift that never ends, an eternal gift, eternal life. And so that is why Jesus is the greatest gift that's ever been given, because he's a thoughtful gift. He's a valuable gift, he's a needed gift, and he's a long-lasting gift. But of course, the thing about gifts is all we need to do is just accept them. When it's my birthday and someone comes and gives me a gift, I don't then take out my wallet, I don't take out my credit card and ask, how much do I owe you? Of course not. All I simply do is accept it gratefully. And in the same way, all we need to do with this gift is gratefully accept it. Have you accepted it? And so, this time next week, it'll be Christmas Day, and you might have opened up all of your gifts, and you might have got some thoughtful gifts. You might have got some valuable gifts. You might have got some needed gifts. And you might have got some long-lasting gifts. Whatever it is that you're given, enjoy it. It is good to enjoy those good gifts. But don't let your joy stop there. There's an even greater joy from an even greater gift, that gift of Jesus. And that gift is actually the key to truly enjoying Christmas. Because have you ever found that it gets to Christmas night and there's just something of a sadness inside of you? There's just this little tinge of sadness. For the kids here, maybe that sadness is because Christmas is done again for the year. Now you've got to wait another year till it comes again. 
for those of us who are a bit older, the teens here, maybe the sadness for you is because that whimsy and that wonder that Christmas used to have when you were a kid has started to dull the older you've got and you miss it. Maybe for us adults where the sadness comes from knowing the older we get, we realize just how few Christmases we actually get. And now there's one less Christmas to enjoy with our kids while they're young. One less Christmas to enjoy while our kids are still living at home. One less Christmas to enjoy with our elderly parents or that ill family member. Or maybe the sadness this year will come from that empty seat at the table. The first Christmas with that empty spot. See, whatever it is, I think there's a sadness because we long for the joy of Christmas to never end, for the joy of Christmas to go on and on and on. And yet because of this gift, that is exactly the offer we're given, that that joy of Christmas would not end, but would go for all of eternity. And so that's actually why this gift of Jesus is not just the greatest gift ever, but a gift we cannot do without, a gift that money cannot buy. And so I'm actually going to close by praying and thanking God for that gift. So please uh, pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the, the greatest gift that has ever been given. We thank you for the way that because of his, this gift of Jesus, the door to heaven is opened up. We might have eternal life. We, might, we will not perish. And so we thank you for that gift. Would you help us to gratefully accept it and to have the joy and satisfaction that comes from him? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.